Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I mean, that's a bad shot. I care what anybody says. That's a bad shot. Uh, but that story won't be told that it was a bad shot. Tied at 115. Crown rising to the feet. George will defend Lillard. After a week of sports that could drive a sane person crazy, two men arrive in the wee hours of a Sunday to provide clarity, truth, and questionable sports takes. Spread floor. Lillard with 47 tonight. Working it down to two to one. A deep three. Oh! This is Sports Sunday. Blazers win the series, a walk-off three from Lillard. A recap of the sports week, a preview of today's games, and next week's big stories. Damian Lillard from way downtown. Now, here are Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher with Sports Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080. The fan. Welcome in to Sports Sunday on 1080. The fan, Joe Fisher here. Sands Rashad Taylor. I am alone in the studio, but I do have Jordan Schultz across the glass for me. What is good, my friend? Happy Sunday to you. Yes. I'm tired, but I don't know. There's a lot going on in the world of sports anyways, so... Despite waking up early and having to do that, my mind, as soon as I woke up, was swimming with all kinds of things happening today. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was quite the opposite. I woke up this morning, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? What's happening? What, what's going on in this world of sports? Um, you Siri. Hey, Siri. <laughs> Siri, happening? what the hell is going on? Um, you're right, though. There is uh, some things uh, happening in the world of sports, but there are some things happening in the world uh, in general. There's some things happening, Jordan. Um, and I just, uh, as I, as I do every day, <laughs> come on, let's like not make this a, uh, random occurrence. I was scrolling through the old Instagram feed and I you live for that. We yes, all do. Yes. And, uh, I saw a video, by the way, if you don't follow nature is metal Instagram account, nature is metal, nature is metal. Okay. It, it, you know, we've been, uh, we've been, um, raised through the years to think that animals are cute you know, that uh, they have these nice friendly interactions with each other like Disney movies. And quite frankly, that is far from the truth. For example, I uh, saw a video the other day of a horse uh, trampling a raccoon that was in its field. Ah, this is like the actual predatory yeah. nature of animals or the worst yeah. of animal behavior. So, you know, that video started with like, oh, how cute. They're like kind of playing with each other. And then a horse just takes a big leap and front two hooves just right on the raccoon. I'm like, oh, man, that's... And then, yeah, the camera stops filming right away, and you hear, a, like, a gasp. Yeah, 
that, that's the circle of life. <laughs> that's the stuff I live for. A food chain exists. The world isn't all bunnies and peonies and roses. No, us. no. And, Sorry. But I saw this uh, I saw this video on Nature is Metal this morning that it, it brings together two of my favorite things in this world. One of them being golf and the second being hippos. There is a video from, I don't know what golf course this is. but It's an it, odd combo, but okay. I, I'm guessing maybe somewhere in Africa is my guess. I'm just looking at uh, some of the trees are, that are in the background and the fact that, I don't know, there are hippos like in the pond of a golf course. No hippos wanted around North America here? I don't think I so. I wish, dude. I really I don't. Wish. I do, because hippos, and this is why I love this video, is because, again, they're one of my favorite animals, but they're... These people standing near a tea box or a green, and they're just filming these two hippos go to war, like jaws wide open, tusks going at each other. And they're just standing there filming it like, I don't know, 20, 30 feet away from the two. And if you know anything about hippos, those people are damn lucky that the attention didn't get turned on them because the hippos would have just made quick work of those people. And that's what I appreciate about hippos. They're one of the more territorial animals on the planet. And if a boat even goes near their, like, lake or pond or where there's... I've seen videos of them full-blown, like, jumping out of the water like they're a dolphin and going oh, back in. Like, they, yeah. they cook under the water, and they can... Dude, I, I'm, I love hippos because they just look dumb, slow. They look non-threatening, but couldn't be farther from the truth. Well, they're so, huge creatures. I mean, how I'm trying to see how much. Oh, I got I got numbers, baby. That's yeah. the great thing about nature is metal is they they give you the facts. Oh, Adul just right a, right away as you're watching it. That yeah, helps. in the captions, yeah. Adult bull hippos can weigh between two thousand eight hundred and seventy pounds and three thousand three uh, three hundred pounds. Damn. Despite their size, they can run up to two, 20 miles per hour. This speed can be surprising and dangerous whoa, for those whoa, who are whoa, not Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. You so up to. 20 miles per two hour. Two tons, they can run 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Two and a half tons. If you I got... almost just swore on the radio. Holy ass, <laughs> dude. <laughs> That's what God. I'm saying. They are, I think their skin is like four inches thick or something like that too. So they have this just epidermal layer of like crazy skin that like seeps this red, like, almost looks like blood, but it's an oil to keep them cool. They're the most, like, fascinating animals in the world. Like, I love wow. pachyderms. Dude, I love pachyderms, those big-ass animals, like rhinos and elephants. Always, hopefully, get to... Uh, Good old bison. Dude, a bison. A actually, speaking of bison, randomly in my head this popped up as you're bringing up hippos. Idiots, like, hey, hey, human race, we gotta actually try to become smarter, not more dumb as we advance uh, further into our years. But there was a video earlier this week coming out. I don't know if you've been to Yellowstone, Joe. I have not. Um, there are literal bison walking around the roads that you drive through the state park. Right? I've seen those. Yeah, I've seen the videos of that, right? Uh, yeah, and there were some tourists that decided to... Oh, no. Get right up on them. And, uh, I mean, literally, like, they're hanging with their buddy taking a selfie, but with this bison. And what would you ha expect to happen? But the bison starts to try to buck them away or tries to, like, you know, it's getting a little freaked out with this group of 10 people just standing a foot away and just kind of surrounding it. So, yeah, it's going to maybe get a little physical with you. and Maybe get a little wild. Hey, oh, I don't. And thankfully, I don't think anybody got hurt this time around. But, uh, I mean, I tell you what, dude, I've been through Yellowstone where I, I was surrounded. My wife and I are caught was surrounded by a pack of bison just crossing the road. You've just got to deal 
with Mother Nature sometimes. And so it's this um, this Mother Nature's Metal, or Metal of Mother Nature, that's what you're saying this Instagram page is. It sounds awesome, but I, I do wonder if anybody has gotten injured while while filming any of these videos. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm sure they're... <laughs> I wonder if they put that in the captions. Um... Yeah, oh yeah, there's this one uh, video of this chick the other day where an elephant just, again, goes to show, like, the sheer, like, nonchalant, I could F you up if I really wanted Mm -hmm. to vibes of an animal. But this chick is, like, trying to ride an elephant or something or trying to feed it or get close, and he just kind of... that elephant. Sport... Sports Sunday. Jordan Schultz, everybody. Sorry, guy. Come on. You can't let that one go. The door was wide open. Switch from the 700 Club over to here, baby. Um, (laughs) But no, like, he just, like, barely gives her, like, a side tap with his, like, tusks and her, like, in his, like, uh, trunk. And she goes flying, like, 15 feet in the other way. And it was the most, like, nothing nudged to him in the world. And she just got rocked. Yeah, guys, men and women out there, because I've seen men doing this too. Uh, these two clips that were the elephant and the bison, it happens to be ladies getting kind of bucked away or pushed away a little bit. But just everybody, stop being a dumb bitch out there in nature. It's that simple. I mean, nature is not nurture out there. This is pretty scary place. It's awesome, but there are things that happen that you just, uh, until they actually are happening in front of you, it's the human condition, but we just don't seem to think about it until it's actually danger right in front of us yeah yeah put the freaking idiots put the phone away and stay in the stay in the car stay in the car and or tape 10 seconds of what's going on put the phone away after that then enjoy the rest of the experience just chill out uh definitely try to get down to the wildlife safari at some point this summer i'm trying to make it like a little weekend thing where i hit up the wildlife safari and then crater lake kind of do like a little loop well, um, I love Crater Lake. What's the wildlife safari? Is that like an in Oregon thing? Yeah, it's down in Winston. So is, uh, about ooh, an hour, safari. about an hour, hour and a half we have south one here. It's south of Eugene, so it's it's a mission. Yeah, um, but it's one of those zoos where you can stay in your car and like drive around, and then they also have like parts where you can walk walk around. I don't know. I've never been. I've just looked at the pictures. Uh, but... Wildlife safari where you were captive and they roam free. I believe is the <laughs> that's. <laughs> If that is on their website that page, is, like that is a great slogan. Just that to, is like, the slogan it, on their throw website. Throw back in the hum- human's face, where you're being looked at like a freak. As we were just talking about humans being stupid around big animals, now we're the ones in captivity. But yes, Good luck. That's a that's a place I want to go to. The really the bucket list, dream list, probably never going to happen. Uh, but I w- hope it somehow does. Is getting to Kruger National Park in South Africa. Oh yeah, that place. That is another great like Instagram YouTube account. I fell in love with that YouTube account like 10, 15 years ago, whenever YouTube started, because they had these amazing videos of wildlife interactions between. Dude, there was this video of some lions going after a water buffalo, and then as they kind of fall down this hillside closer to a pond. A gator comes out of nowhere, starts going after the water buffalo as well, and then that escalates, so then they get back up onto the dirt and to the hillside, the mouth, and then the water buffalo's family comes back and essentially saves the water buffalo from the clutches of the lions. This is like a 10-minute video, and you watch this whole ordeal happen in 10 minutes, and again, it is just like, that is one of the most amazing things in the world, and... uh 
Disney would have you believe that they're best friends. So I take it you're like a huge Nat Geo fan. Like you, you comfort TV for you is either I don't know David Attenborough's like the world or Animal Life or, or some kind of National Geographic love all like of program. Them. Yeah. You could just throw them on as like background TV. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. I love those shows because I feel like our planet is a sci-fi show sometimes. <laughs> It's like you're not wrong. They describe some of the animals and some of the plants or whatever the hell is happening around the world, and you're just like, why? What? I was like, why can't we do that? Like, granted, we can. Uh, well, you know, we do. We can build like skyscrapers and stuff. So suck well, on that. Animal we kingdom. act like animals to each other, though. Let's be <laughs> honest. Come on, it, good lord. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's true. Just not to, to try to go negative. I mean, I know we're just trying to walk have out the here. doors, huh? Uh, the, um, the studio, seeing what's going you know on what? in downtown Portland. Yeah. I, w- I I will say though, I was reading some encouraging things from the Portland subreddit yesterday that people feel like there's a vibe around the city, a good vibe right now. Could be the fact that it's just I don't know summer and people are outside doing things and you're not holed up and I don't know a global pandemic has well, kind of came and went, but. He- uh, <laughs> But uh, Portland is uh, definitely, it's Rose Festival time. It's true. Rose Parade. The people were out and about yesterday. They were. And um, yeah, I was just reading a lot of comments, people saying that uh, the the vibes of the city, it feels a little bit different right now in a good way. I hear that from the behind the safety of their own keyboard and computer screen. I want to see some proof because I mean- Well, I mean, someone literally said they took a bike ride around town and saw like five different things that made them feel this way. So, I mean, it's not people just sitting on Reddit and having no proof, Jordan. I mean, these are people experiencing the town and going out and saying, I went to the Rose Festival. I did this. It was great. It's not so much like, hey, been hearing things, but uh, I'm in my mom's basement. So, I don't know. You'll have to tell me. (laughs) I just remember Souk saying earlier this week- that he had gone out recently uh, into the city, and it, it hadn't quite been, you know, picking oh, up yet with the vibe. And, I have, and there hadn't really been many people trust out. Trust me, so. I have friends that uh, work literally across the street from us, Jordan. Oh, that, okay. Um, they do some video work, and they were at the building yesterday, like, picking some stuff up. So Saw on their have. Instagram story, butt-ass naked dude walking down the sidewalk. And so, I mean, is that the vibe that we're talking about? <laughs> hey, summer vibes. Let it all hang out. It's not naked bike ride day yet, is it? I, I forgot no. when that happens, but no. I feel like it is kind of getting to that point well, of the year. I'm just glad that it happened on a Saturday and not Monday through Friday when there's like, I don't know, more people in this neighborhood. But and, you know, a Montessori, a Montessori school when there's children in it in there. So good thing. <laughs> First time I saw the naked bike ride, I was like 10 o'clock on a Friday sitting in an Applebee's over off of Broadway in Portland and just a lot of naked ladies and, you know, dudes riding by as well. But my 20 no, year old friend and I, I are only think paying I'm good attention on to my, the ladies. Uh, I'm good on my baby back ribs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like my appetite. Yeah. Oh gosh. So yeah, there are some vibes around the city. Um, and there's some uh, vibes around the Portland Trailblazers right now. Want to get into that NBA Finals? Uh, Want to get into some college football stuff? I have a sports scenario for you, Jordan Schultz, that I want to present in the second hour, and for our Ooh. listeners as well. And uh, you can interact with us on the uh, during the show at any time on the text line 503-864-6326. That's 503-864-6FAN. And uh, we'll read them on air, including this one. Damn, y'all consider doing a cool animal podcast? Who wins a big polar bear or a small hippo? Trust me, these are this is a conversation I've had with myself. Like just having an hour long podcast, talking with like zoologists and throwing out random scenarios to them that would never be able to happen in real life. But I want your I want their opinion. Be like, all right, Mister Zoologist, let's say we throw five lions. And five gorillas in a cage. How how does that go down? 
Yeah, who, uh, who who comes out? Yeah, like what is like what does a lion do? What does a gorilla do? And how do you think those two interacting? How that plays out? Well, I mean, the lions are just going to try to bite the gorillas. The gorillas are going to get... Are they? Do they get? Do they roll on their backs and show their belly to be submissive and be like, you are gorilla overlords? See, these are... The, I'm oh, telling you. Oh, so that's kind of where you're going with it. You're wondering, it, it wouldn't maybe just immediately be like fight, you know, vicious... Do the gorillas show their attitude? stature and pound their chest and then the lions cower like, like, like little cats? Like little yeah. kitties, yeah. yeah that, exactly. These are the questions we need to ask. Especially before the animal uprising, because we need to know how to battle these things I, before I'm, they team up on us. I'm more scared about like an ant or a bug uprising <laughs> than an animal <laughs> uprising, like, to be honest. Just like mosquitoes killing the human population. Well, if those things ever get to be like gigantic size or the size, like even like as half <laughs> as big kill as me us. now. No, that I'm done. I will. That's. I've never really mosquitoes thought of suicide. The size of dogs. No, <laughs> that's gun in my mouth time. If the mosquitoes are that big, we're good. I'm out. I just. I'm taking my ticket. And I'm cashing it at the end of this world. We're good. Dear God. Whew. All right. Uh, we got a show to talk about. And um, as the weather has changed in town and there's more options to do uh, things in the city of Portland, there's been a couple of players come through Portland to have some pre-draft workouts. And just like there are options to do things in the city, Portland Trailblazers, they got some options now, too. That is for damn sure. We get into that next on Sports Sunday, 10 of the fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. I believe we are just two and a half weeks away from our beloved NBA draft. 
getting close. I'm um, looking that up right now. I feel like it's the 22nd. Thank God. We need some damn answers. This Blazer situation yes. is starting to feel like lost. Yes. 50 new questions and no damn answers to quote that stupid Dane Cook joke. Uh, June 22nd is a Thursday. So we have this full week, next full week, and then that is the week of the draft. Uh, so Blazers have had some pre-draft workouts with a few pl- players. They've had a couple interviews. We talked about last week how they met with Brandon Miller of Alabama. And um, dear God, please don't. I don't care that he is what the Blazers need. 6'8", wing. I mean, it is just... Please stay away from Brandon Miller. It's not just... Cost. Not just the Blazers that uh, have kind of maybe poo-pooed after their meeting at him, but a lot of teams are not happy with how he's answered the questions about uh, the charges. Uh, He was not, of course, um, officially charged, but the charges on uh, his old teammate Darius Miles and bringing him the gun to that alleged murder essentially just provided a sheet of uh, answers like a like like literally a printed out one sheet. Yeah, we I think we talked about this we last did. week. Yeah, so um, it's just it bears repeating. It's like this is why you're saying this, and honestly, the fact that the Blazers did even check in on him, nah, I don't like it. He's, oh boy, yeah, Brandon Miller's not a good guy. Don't no no team better bring him in. Although the town will, will supersede this, and they will. Uh, yeah, um, but with that being said, we did have another workout here in Portland with one player who is going to go top three, and that is Scoot Henderson. He is a six-two point guard for I believe the G League uh, Ignite team, and he had his workout recently. And if you did not look up how tall he was, if you just looked at a picture of him, you would have thought, like, oh, my God, is this guy, like, a 6'8"? Like, he is just jacked. Like, the dude's got muscles. He has been in the weight room, clearly. And his workout went well. Dude has a pure J. He's got hops. Like, he's got everything. I'm not going to sit here and say I bought, watched a bunch of G League at night games. He's not 6'8", though. Yes, he is not 6'8". He is 6'2". He is 6'2". Yeah, I was saying that. I was like, he is 6'2", but when you see him and look at the pictures of his pre-draft workout, if you didn't know he was 6'2 already, you would have assumed that he was taller because of just his stature, his frame. You're like, man, that guy looks big. But yeah, that's the problem is that he is another undersized guard. So we go down that rabbit hole again. But there was the vibes at the workout. You could tell before, during, and after. It's like, dude, this guy, he is definitely, he's got something. And I'm trying to think, besides the number one overall pick, when when has the Blazers ever had a pick this high at number three? I mean, the year with Martel Webster, that was the number four pick, I want to say, maybe? Uh, yeah, 46-ish. They drafted yeah. Martel in the top ten. Um, let's see here. Uh. So, I, I mean, my well, point... I'll get some answers for you here in my, just a second. Yeah, my point being is just, besides uh, Odin, I mean, like, this is the highest pick the Blazers have had in 30 years? I mean, 40 years since after, before uh, the before that, it was the Sam Bowie, right? And Michael Jordan back in the uh, 80s. Um, Martell was six. So you also had uh, traded Tyrus Thomas at four for LaMarcus Aldridge. So that was the fourth overall pick. So, so. And then, obviously, Roy at seven that same year with the T-Wolves. So the um, point I'm getting yeah. to with this, though, is that... You haven't had the ability to get this talent, this high of talent in the draft 
in 30, 40 years of your franchise's history, really. I mean, like, yeah, number four overall pick, that's one difference, but it ain't the three. And you have a lot of options of what to do. And with Rashad in the room, I have been clamoring for years about Dame stays, you figure out how to get the pieces around him. And I can't believe that this is happening when Rashad is out. But now that I've seen Scoot Henderson, and when I look at the roster, and I think of things, there is this idea, Jordan, that creeps up in my mind of, well, Dame can, uh, you know, you want to talk about a haul and a trade package. Do you, the idea of starting 11 years younger at point guard with not the six overall pick in the draft, the number three overall pick in the draft, and restarting everything with Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp, and then trade Simons and Dame to whoever, and then build your team that way. Dear God, what is happening? Like I said, Rashad's not in this room with me, and I'm the one saying this right now, dude. What? Yeah, where are you right now? I like, don't know. I'm, I'm here putting my hands in my on my face, just bearing it because I. I uh, is this really what it is being a Blazers fan now? Is well, this I, what, why, why have I been rooting for Dame in this team for the past decade? Well, I will say I feel like as yeah. we get closer to the draft, too, the the idea of keeping the number three pick, like people are starting to change their tune on that as well. It's like, well, actually, maybe there is some good talent there at three. Maybe we should uh, consider taking someone right there. And that, like, I could have sworn it was like anything but one number one overall pick in the lottery. We're trading it. Number two, number three, number four, we're trading it. Now it seems like over the last week or two since that draft lottery has happened, those options are starting to creep up more of like, well, yeah, we could trade the number three pick and, you know, build around Dame. But, uh, you know, what if we keep the pick? Oh, okay. What if we keep the pick and get the best player available and then we just start building around him and Shaden and then see what, you know. Then now this is where it's like, Blazers have options, and while I don't like the option of getting rid of Damon trading, the fact that they have this many, like, well, we could do this. We do have this at our disposal. We could. I have been looking up realgm.com, Portland Trailblazer stuff, more so in the last two, three weeks than I did during the entire season, it seemed like, the regular season, at least after the first two weeks. This is, this is a good spot. I'm very happy that the Blazers are in this spot that they are because they could come out of this offseason looking completely different. And the way that Joe talked during his exit interview, looking completely different and looking like a contender too. I don't think this team just wants to sit on their hands this offseason and just build a good culture, good good uh, team around Dame. I think they want to go for it. And for the love of God, I've said it, it's trading a number three pick to get a veteran. Well, to get an all-star, and that's how you have to do it. I think Joe Cronin's essentially got two seasons for his job. Um, so he's really— Like this season and next? Yeah, yeah. so he's got—you're uh, right, he's got options. But, man, this is—Joe, I'm not going to lie, this just pisses me off as a Blazers fan because three months ago we knew, you know, who the top three to five players in the draft would be behind Victor Wembanyama. We knew— if the Blazers didn't get Victor Wembanyama, that the attractiveness of, you know, getting like a top two or three pick 
would be something that we could, you know, use, or excuse me, I'm not their center, if the Blazers could use to bring in a franchise-changing player. Now, if there is absolutely... If there is absolutely nothing on the market that would make the Blazers a championship contender right now, you know, blowing it all up is the option. But I refuse to believe that after, as I said earlier, man, what the hell have I been doing for the last 10 years as a, as a Blazers fan and as a Dame fan? I refuse to believe that you just give it up at this point. Yeah, There are options out there. The whole point of grabbing one of these picks high up in the lottery was so we could grab that talent but all of a sudden Blazers <laughs> fans see this talent and they're like whoa, 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 hold on well again like you have to realize this is the number three overall the players and the amount of talent and stature that can come through come from this pick it could also be Sebastian Telfair brother I I, I hear what you're saying Joe you're right but let me and could yes, be also Darko Milchich. Glass half empty. You're, thank you. Yeah, great point. Could be Andre Barnani. Nobody, even Victor Wembanyama. Nobody is a sure thing. Yep. LeBron James was the most sure thing prospect in the NBA in the last decade and a half. Michael Jordan wasn't even a sure thing when he came out. I mean, let's be honest here. Sam Bowie was supposed to be a sure thing for the Blazers. Look at what happened. Injury derailment. Same thing with Greg Oden. I, I just get so hung up knowing that Blazers fans have been here before they've missed on huge draft picks and instead of going with the best player almost in the like almost in history that you've ever had you say ah, let's reset that sucks so this just came across the timeline and we'll see if I can get past the paywall but a an article was just posted by the Wall Street Journal about the Portland Trailblazers and I will tell you what is in that article, hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, but I will also give you the gist of it because this, yeah, just came across the Twitter timeline at 6.18 this morning. And um, it has to go, it has to uh, do with the ownership of the Trailblazers. So we'll dive into that. We'll talk a little bit more draft stuff and uh, what the hell do the Blazers do next on Sports Sunday. But first, George Schultz, give me a Sports Center update, brother. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this is tony kornheiser show i'm tony we expected someone else 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Sunday with Rashad and Joe on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. So the Blazers have options as far as who they want to add to the team, but they don't really have options as far as who they can give the team to because according to this Wall Street Journal article, uh, no surprises here, Jody Allen is holding the team essentially hostage and... While she was instructed to sell out, sell off Paul Allen's uh, estate over the years, they have essentially said, well, he never said, no one's ever said how long that needed to take, whether it's 5, 10, 15 years. And there's individual assets that need to be handled differently than the Blazers. Um, but Paul Allen, the state, the family, they, they've got a lot of stuff to sell. And recently... They had gotten rid of uh, two apartments on Manhattan's Upper East Side for a total of $101 million, the second of two yachts, and a record $1.5 billion trove of artwork that he had. It is now sold. This is all within the last year that the state has sold those apartments, the yacht, and the, the art as well. So Phil Knight and Alan Smolinski, who was part owner of the Dodgers earlier this year, so I mean like a couple months ago, they tried again. They were like, hey, we offered to buy the Blazers last year. Sounds like the estate is starting to sell off some of the assets. $1.5 billion in art. For God's sakes, we asked for $2 billion for the Blazers. Maybe it's in the maybe they're ready to talk. Nope. Nope. Any discussion that has been made towards the Blazers from Phil Knight and Smolinski to buy the team has been led with no personal response from Jody Allen. It always been uh, it gets uh, reverted up to uh, Burt Coldy, and then it got to the point where Alan Smolinski even wrote a handwritten letter to Jody Allen. We're talking billionaires here, writing hand. This is a high level of personalization. Yeah, yeah, but. I, I'm having like PTSD of my sales uh, career right now of me reaching out to people to try and get a meeting with them and they constantly uh-huh. are not responding to me or having someone else trying respond to me. Trying to show a little me. more chutzpah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That handwritten so, letter, yeah. Yeah, here he is on official letterhead of Alan Smolinski. He writes her a letter and essentially every time has been met with, we're good. Jason Hunky, spokesman for Vulcan. As Jody said publicly last year, sports teams are not for sale. And... It's, I mean, it's gotten to a point where we're now five years after Paul has passed. And there are people that handle um, law firms and estates and being able to sort out estates after someone has passed. And they say that 10 to 20 years is a very long timetable to resolve an estate, even in the case of Paul Allen. Yeah, absolutely. They say that it's... It's very unusual for that to happen. Of course, if you ask, you know, uh, Vulcan, they'd be like, oh, no, it's fair and accurate time frame. You know, these things take time. Um, But essentially, the Phil Knight 
And Alan Smolinski, they're concerned about the team and where it's going as far as the trajectory in this city. And they want to lock it down to obviously have it stay in Portland and take care of it and have someone that actually cares about the franchise, which goes a long yeah, way sure. when you have an ownership that actually cares about the team and cares about the success and it winning versus just selling tickets. But, um, and again, they like even knew it's like after the Suns sold for $4 billion, they go to her and they're like, hey, we the price has gone up. We know. We're willing to pay more. The Suns just sold for $4 billion. Whatever. Like, we get it. All right. It costs a little. We're fine with that. Still nothing. Our pockets are open. Yeah. Still nothing from her. So the probate process uh, with, like, a, a normal uh, estate usually is expected, and the probate process is essentially when a person dies and their estate is sold off. And that's what's been happening with Paul Allen since he passed away. That's usually like a seven-month to two-year process is kind of what most legal experts, at least just from the Google machine, tell me. Even with, as you say, the complexity of Paul Allen's estate, we just saw, I'm looking at articles, in 2022, $67 million worth of real estate that Paul Allen owned was all sold off. They've been doing this, but unfortunately, you've got guys like Burt Cold who have been just... I'll say it is an absolute jerk towards fans here and holding the Blazers hostage at different times, running the team just with horrible decisions, essentially not really thinking with a basketball mind, more of a business mind. And right here kind of seems like that's happening again, because if Jody really wanted to like be that front face, take the team, dig in, be a part of this community, you'd be hearing from Jody Allen as a fan. And frankly, this was one thing, you know, Paul Allen, rest in peace. This was one thing that I hated. We didn't really hear much from Paul Allen as an owner, you know, in the last decade or so uh, that he was alive. You know, we heard a lot from him in the late 90s, early 2000s as the team was really struggling and he had to come out and say, you know, with their character and he had to say, you know what, we're making a change and I'm also sick of spending money. And since then, you hadn't really heard much from Paul Allen, even through his death. And that's one thing here. The, the franchises that I love... And maybe this is just the 34-year-old sports fan of me, but I love when the owner is a fan and the owner comes out. It's, and- it's Honestly, I think it's one of the most important things to your franchise. Yeah. Because it starts at the top, and if you have an, an owner that doesn't care about winning and yeah. championships, what like look at Jimmy Butler, dude. That guy does not care about anything else but winning. And it's you, obvious. It's hard, and I, it's a lot easier said than done. It's hard to find those people that have that competitive mindset to where it's like, I don't, like, all the outside stuff, I don't care about. I want to win. I want to be the best. I want to have the best team around me. If money and accolades and all this stuff comes along with it, whatever, cool. That's that's just the nature of the beast. I want to beat your ass in anything I do. I want to be the best. And you're not hearing that from Jody Allen, but you're hearing... We still want to hold on to things, and that is the biggest frustration and that's to me. To it, you, you can't be wishy-washy. Pick one or the other, and um, if you're being wishy-washy, come out to the fans and explain why, Joe, but we don't hear diddly. Yeah. We're Almost d- swore again on the radio. I'm getting so mad this morning. <sighs> yeah. It, it's it's super frustrating. I mean, like, I saw this from, um, it was, you know, uh, Rachel Bachman, at BoxScore, B-A-C-H. S-C-O-R-E. If you don't pay for Wall Street Journal, you get an article for free or something like that. So I was able to read it. So if you want to. Uh, But to reference Andy Dirt Johnson, who retweeted the article about an hour ago, we're being held hostage by somebody who has no business owning an NBA team. Pivotal offseason, arena lease looming. The arena lease is up in 2025. 
Sure would be nice to have owners with this vision. Because the vision that uh, Smolinski and Knight have say they would invest in the team to make it a championship contender. They would boost the fan experience off the court by improving the area around the arena, according to people familiar with their thinking. And as you've seen, Phil Knight recently, uh, regardless of what you have to say about his political stance, he donated $400 million to help restore the black community, historic black community in Portland. And uh, just up the road there from Moda Center in uh, the VMC is uh, North Portland, which is a pretty heavy black community. So putting money into that area, into the Moda Center, VMC, the Rose Quarter, revitalizing that whole North Portland, building a baseball stadium. Yeah, extending it to Lloyd, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking crazy here, Portland. Maybe I'm just talking crazy uh, that uh, we should have nice things. But um, I don't know. I'm a... Weather's nice. <laughs> I'm going to call Blazers fans a little bit out here on this, Joe, because to me, we're, we're sitting here. The segment before, we're talking about how, oh, well, now the Blazers have options, you know, whether or not to move on from one of the best top 75 players, you know, of all time hey, in I the NBA. I blame Rachel Bachman, okay? She's the one that threw this Wall Street Journal. No, no. <laughs> I, I hear what you ask. No, Rachel, actually, no, I appreciate her pointing this out, but the problem is you got fans that won't actually go to the franchise and be like, this is what we want. They're okay right now with doing a reset. And, and honestly, it really doesn't hold the, the Blazers to a higher standard. They're not really forcing them to win now. So why would Jody care? Yeah. It, it just... Do we it, start heckling oh. her? Do we start heckling her like New Yorkers do with uh, Dolan? I'd, I'd be the only Sell one. Team Jody! Sounds like every other fan's just happy with whatever here. Oh, there's a great talent in the draft. Yeah, let's reset the guy that we've loved and... You know, just died with for the past 10, 11 years, hoping that they could get to the NBA Finals. But, okay, let's just move on. There's a nice, no, I get nice bright piece in the draft. What Jordan. the hell, Blazers fans? No, I hear you. There is, God. Um, there is not enough of that killer mentality in this city. It's just, it's a lot of, well, gee whiz, well, we gave it our shot. I love my Blazers. And it's like, Scoot's another dame. Let's go. Like, you don't know that. No, I just, um, yeah, I'm... It kills me how much this city has a ho-hum loser mentality sometimes rather than a go get it and be yep. that team. Be those dudes. Be the sons who go out there and make us happen. We're more concerned with the character of the team than the actual performance, which yeah, I understand when you've got nanny rapers like Ruben Patterson on the team, that is something to be said. But when you're willing to be like, okay, let's just move on from the best player ever so that's we can... different. Yeah, yeah that, this is stupidity, Blazers fans. The epitome of just dumb, no forethought sports fandom. All right. To go from one uh, floundering franchise of the Blazers to uh, two of the best in the league because they're in the NBA Finals, Denver Nuggets, Miami Heat. We had Game 1 on Thursday, I believe, and Game 2 is today. And let's talk about what we've seen so far in this series and what to expect going forward in the NBA Finals right here on Sports Sunday, 1080 The Fan. You're listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. On the text line, it's not that Portland is ho-hum and has a loser mentality necessarily. 
It's just that there's a lot to do here and we have a life. Not a lot of fantasism. Perspective and balances are a good thing. I hear you, brother. Uh, I mean, as I've gotten older, my, um, yeah, my, my, uh, being a fanatic has gone down immensely. Like, you do realize what you care about once you turn 30, and maybe, uh, you know, that high blood pressure because of sports isn't a great thing. With that being said, and I d maybe I don't mean it so much as the Portland fan base, and I want it more so directed towards the team and the front office to have that killer mentality, because that's where you need it. Like, the fan base is passionate, no doubt about it. Even when we suck, we're getting like 15,000 people in the stadium, which is ridiculous. But that mentality cannot be in the front office. It cannot be in the locker room. Like, one of the moments that killed me this year for the Blazers, and I know we're talk finals, we'll, we'll get to it at some point. Yeah. But remember when they were stuck on that plane? and Oh, during the snowstorm. Yeah, yeah. and they released the video. And this is such like a one-off moment. And they released the video of Dame rapping, and they're sitting on the tarmac waiting to get out of town. And they released the rap video, and everyone's like, oh, God, I love this team. Such great guys. I'm pretty sure the Blazers were like five games under 500 at that point and not playing good basketball. And that was just like an, a moment. I'm like, dude, this is the epitome of the Blazers. Like, dude, I love Dame, but... We suck right now, and we're giving the team props because we're filming freestyle videos in a vit in a plane while we're waiting to like. Where is the it's very Portland? Where is the care here? Like, where is the like? I'm not gonna pull the whole like, oh, you're seven hours inside of a plane. You should be watching film. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they talked, but it was just, it was a microcosm of this city that just kills me. Where it's just like, I love our guys, and I'm like, well, I do too. But I certainly love them when they're 10 games above 500 or 20 and like fighting for a top seed in the West. I, I prefer my freestyle videos uh, when the team is in that state versus floundering for a eight seed. And then weeks after that, we're like, oh, yeah, tank. It's like this is where I'm like, look at the heat. Look at the nuggets, how they go about their business. And it's just they're locked in with their mindsets. Like Jimmy Butler and Jokic, those guys are two of the best leaders. And I'm not saying that Dame isn't a good leader. Obviously, he's one of the best in the league. But you got, you would love to see that dog come out in him a little bit more where he is a little bit more vocal and kicks his team in the ass a little bit more. And I'm sure he does that, dude, like in practice, games. like. But there's something about Jimmy where you see that dog in him. And what I love about Jokic and what I love about Kawhi Leonard is those guys are just basketball players that don't talk, they don't chirp, and they get their team locked in, and we play basketball. And everybody knows their role. Like, that's what I appreciate about these two NBA Finals teams. This is what I kind of talked about the greater good weeks ago, Jordan, about the Lakers beating the Warriors. Yeah. It's like having the Nuggets in the heat in this Finals versus the Lakers and the Celtics, it's like, that to me, those are teams right there that top to bottom, like... That's what you want in your franchise. And it just kills me when you see this city just like, oh, well, we gave it another shot. Like, let's see what we can do this time. Hope, hope, hope is just driving me mad. Yeah. And you said it before. It's like, other. see what fills up faster. Yeah. Yeah. And you said it uh, before. It's like this season, the Blazers fandom for the next few years is kind of, uh, it wanes on this season. I mean, I talked about it on primetime last week. Uh, my fandom is hanging by a thread it just doesn't sound like as many fans out there are feeling that way why i i 
I felt like that that was the sentiment four months ago. Now all of a sudden Scoot's in the draft and apparently not. But, but you know, the thing that our texter said about, like, there's so much to do in Portland. Come on, Joe. I'm going to Boston here in two days. Like, I, I get it. It's a sports town in Boston. But guess what? The Cape? Less than hour, hour and a half away from Boston. You know, you go up to Maine. There's so much to do. They're, they're right on the ocean in Boston. You go to the harbor, so much to see, a historical city. Is there not a ton to do in Los Angeles? Are they not like an hour from the beach? I, I mean, seriously. We're, we're, you're trying to throw the argument out there, oh, there's, there's stuff to do here. So our fandom is balanced. Like, that's... Not really what I'm... Loser mentality is what it is. Yeah, that's not really what I'm questioning. I'm questioning you not wanting your team to go all out for it and then still willing to show up. Like, if somebody out there, regardless of what else is going on in your life... That's such a... Yeah. And I know I was trying to, like, take that text and just be like, yeah, I get it, but you repeating it back to me is so very much like... If you go about like that in anything in life, like, oh, well, that didn't go as good as I wanted, but whatever, I got something else going on. I got this other thing I'm going to go worry about. And- so you're going to continue to hand a company money that, you know, is yeah. pissing you off or that is making it, it like it just seems like it's wasting it. Do- doesn't actually make it feel like when you go and support a franchise with your time and your money, Joe, that that is a transaction oh, to R- that hey, franchise. Rashad is he is a huge proponent of like saying like the whole we and part of the team, it's like, bro, how much money and time have I given this franchise yeah. during my entire life? Don't give me that you're not a part of the team thing. Well, and, and I know. <laughs> Which like, I love when it's he so goes true. hard on that. It's like they are, to, to a certain point, we are absolutely part of the blood of the Portland Trailblazers here. You're so <laughs> yes, right about yes. that. You know, but when Souk comes at me and says, like, ah, Jordan, you're still going to go. You're still going to support the Blazers. It's like. I don't know. It's tough for me when when I see fans acting like this, just being okay with whatever, and then the owner just kind of being like, well, we care about the community and we want to see this going forward uh, as a successful entity, but then just not doing anything to actually make it that. It's uh, I, it's confusing. Just yeah. Great text here. Fandom isn't supposed to be dictated by winning. Uh, well, I would... Uh, ah, see, I, d- I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I, I think Everyone's that different. As me. a sports fan, yes, sports don't exist just for teams to win, but I do feel like that that is one of their main goals. And when you aren't at least trying to accomplish one of those main goals to be the best every year, you're not going to be, but at least try. You're falling on deaf ears for me. Well, and to his point, like, I get it, fandom isn't, supposed to be dictated by winning it's like yeah it's not a it's not a black or white like my team sucks therefore i am not exactly. a fan it's that. like dude like i can watch all of my teams for the most part when they suck it just depends like do you continue to suck my orioles they lost 100 games three years in a row that third season do you think i was locked in paying attention to that team no i was I still a fan? Yes, I'm happy if they win the game. Cool. But I'm not going to give my attention and time and care to a team that isn't good. It happened this year with the Blazers. Yeah. They started off great, had a great season. I was locked in, totally out for it, and then they crapped the bed. And, and they at that point, to. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't—that season, this season was not how it was supposed to go. And when it started going in that trajectory, I was like, deuces. I have better things to do with my time than to pay attention to a team that's losing. If you want to win, if you want to go out there and give yourself that chance and actually care about winning, then I'm all for it. 
But as soon as you guys throw in that towel and say, like, all right, boom, we're going for the draft pick, it's like, all right, so I'll see you in June. Like, I don't – if that's going to be your energy, that will be my energy. Yeah. As soon as you want to start actually – like Joe Cronin said, this is – we got to put a championship, like, contending team around Dame this year. Boom. That's the stuff I want to hear from someone in the front office. Not, well, Jace, I think what we got with our core here is uh, just fine. I don't think it's a roster problem. It's like, dude, take some ownership and be a leader like Joe did did also and said, hey, I didn't give Chauncey a good enough roster this year. That's on me, and I got to do better, and we got to – this is a time where in Dame's career we got to put a team around him that is a top contender in the league. Boom. Super succinct. That statement alone shows me you care, you want to win, you want to build a team around Dame that is championship-worthy, and that's all I care about is having someone in the room that has that fire and that – that passion that can then that translate to people in the room. I don't need it in the fan base and every fan to be like that. I just need it in the franchise, <laughs> the people that are in the room that are there every day to care. All right. I don't think that's so much to ask for. And I don't think you feel it right now from a hundred percent of the front office and the ownership. You feel it. We feel it in spots. You know, we hear the statements from Joe Croner, but then we see this WSJ article and it's like, ho, ho, ho. and the title, I don't know if you read the title. It's pretty telling. The mystery of the team that billions can't buy. Yeah. And that has been, you know, the Blazers have kind of remained a little bit of a mystery because they squash dissent anytime. And I will say that is something about, you know, bigger market teams in, in huge cities don't really do that as much. They know that the media is there to ask questions. And if they, you know, they squash everything, it's, it's more of a story, them not answering questions than just trying to get something out there. Right. But that, unfortunately, since this is a smaller market, that's what the Blazers do. Yeah, adds to the mystery a little bit and the frustration. And maybe I'm biased, Joe, because I already have a team that like kicked me in the butt like a redheaded stepchild, the Mariners, for so many years. So maybe it's just, you know, that there are other people out there that don't have that love for a team that's been, you know, a little mediocre here and there. So like I get it. We all and and you could turn around and call me a hypocrite. Say, Jordan, you you're supporting that team in the same way. Fair. All right. Maybe I just can't have two. Maybe I can't watch my Mariners and my Blazers doing this. To me, I have to pick one and then move on from the other. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hey, man, like I said, that uh, that blood pressure, once you get to the age of 30, it matters. Okay? You got to you gotta figure out what you care about, what you really want to freak out about. Quite frankly, it's Cowboys games for me. That's where uh, <laughs> that's where the blood pressure starts to go up for me. Okay. Um, also, one thing in that article that I didn't uh, get to is kind of near the bottom, but um, this is an interesting part of it, is that the NBA – requires any team held by an estate to be transferred within a reasonable time period, a span ultimately determined by the league. And see, that's frustrating that Jody and H or Burt Colder, whoever said that in that camp, said, well, we actually, there was no stipulation in Paul Allen's will yeah, when I it be sold. Damn it, he wanted the whole shebang to be sold off. Stop. Yeah, yeah, it's... You're acting like a four-year-old that, like, well, I stuck my hand in the cookie jar, but I didn't actually pull a cookie out, so therefore I shouldn't be in trouble. Shut up! Yeah, fighting over semantics. Yeah. Um... So, but the good thing is, is uh, oh, to the caveat on that is Adam Silver has said that he prefers to have Portland, uh, the Blazers stay in Portland. So if it gets to a point where uh, Jody is dragging her feet and the NBA is like, all right, our our turn to kind of put our hands on this and get something figured out, that's when I'll have a little bit of sigh of relief because then the league, who already has the endorsement from Adam Silver saying they want to stay in Portland, 
that's when things might actually get done. Things are going to happen here soon, though. That stadium lease, again, October 25 is when that stadium lease comes up in basically two years. Um, also, in this article, it references that the Moda Center is one of the older NBA arenas that hasn't had any renovations or upgrades within the last, I don't know, two decades. Uh, yeah, they, um, they've tried to say they have, but let's be it's, honest, it's yeah. one of the worst fan experiences in the NBA. So, um, boy, it, this is going to be not just this season, but the season after. It's going to be two of the most important seasons in the Blazers franchise history. On the court and off the court, what happens with this team? Boy, can't wait. Can't wait. I'm sure, uh, you know, blood pressure, as I've mentioned many times in this segment, will be just nice and even keel over the next two years when it comes to the Blazers, right? I'll chill. I'll chill. All right. As I said, I want to talk about the NBA Finals. So we will do that here in the second hour. Um, Also have a sports scenario for you, Jordan, and the listeners out there. And uh, a fan sports scenario for you. And maybe some Pac-12 talk if we get into it. We got a whole loaded second hour. So much stuff. I wish we had a third, Jordan. I really wish we did. I miss Rashad. I do. I know. R.I.P. No, he just has. No, he's, uh, I mean, <laughs> R.I.P. to maybe his stomach or something like Sword that. Throat. Yeah, bubble guts. I don't know. Dude, yeah. yeah, it was a rough phone call this morning. All right. Second hour. Starting here. Sports Sunday on 1080. The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.